Hello, and welcome to A Journey Through Fantasy. On this episode, we'll be covering chapters 38 through 46 of The Autumn Republic by Brian McClellan, the third book in the Powder Mage trilogy. My name is Copernicus, and as always, I'm with my friend Nicodemus. Hey, yo, Copernicus. What it is, what it ain't. What or he, go, he goes, hey, Copernicus. Hey. <laughs> All righty. So yeah, for somebody right. who really doesn't like Family Guy, I really do an inordinate amount of Family Guy references. Hey, I don't, I don't really like it either, because <laughs> I equate it to also what I'm starting to not like about the Marvel universe or the Marvel movies. It's too quippy. Like I just don't like these little quippy jokes. It's like, I guess that's why I like King of the Hill because it's not, it's not like that. All like, I wanted was a picture of a god dang hot dog. <laughs> like, and like, you don't need too much pop culture understanding or references to understand the jokes in King of the mm-hmm. Hill, like you do with Family Guy. That's true. And but maybe, that's just, maybe that's just maybe that's just because we're from the South. We get it. <laughs> maybe so. Well, that there's a show that Bill Burr did. F is for family, and it. I feel like it's like the Pennsylvania steelworker version of King of the Hill. So I can't watch F is for Family. I mean, I watched every single episode, but yeah. I can't binge it because for some reason it makes me existentially like sad. Yeah, like I don't like kind of the way he talks to the, his kids in it. I think, and I think that's a big part of it. And I yeah. like, I don't know, like the family's dysfunctional and just like nothing. Yeah. Nothing good happens ever in the show. No. Where, like, King of the Hill is more wholesome in a way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's easier. But it's also, like, more outlandish. More outlandish things happen in it. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the most, I've heard somebody say this, it's the most live-action show, live-action-feeling cartoon show. Like you could, it it the characters feel like they're live action characters. Like disagree at South Park. Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> South Park is the most. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I don't know what what, what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> I think I've only watched a handful of South Park episodes. I was never really big into it. I just I knew enough to know, but like I didn't like watch it religiously. Like I know Mr. Garrison jokes, and then uh, yeah. They- they took her jobs and they took her jobs. stuff like that but like i don't really know a lot yeah 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 i just know i know enough to be dangerous but 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 sam always says that i'm a black hole for pop culture so i mean maybe that's part of it maybe so <laughs> <laughs> you did say that like if i bring up a movie you're like i probably haven't seen it <laughs> just ask me but go ahead and assume that the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead and assume. Um, but hey, that ain't, that ain't what y'all came for. Y'all came for the penultimate, and I used it correctly, like I should. You did. Like I, was, I should. I was about to, I hear it so often, I always like go to, well, actually somebody when they say it. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was about to do it to you as I was thinking about it, and I was like, he did it. He did it yeah. right. Um. So here we go, Pen- penultimate episode of the Autumn Republic, and and technically, uh, uh, you know, the whole series, you know, because this yeah. is we got two more, and then we're done, and we'll be off to the next book, 
But um, uh, so chapter 38, um, Tamis and Andrea, uh, they make their way through uh, the river. And I can't remember the name of the river. Um, it's the one that run, runs up to the Ad Sea. Yeah, the Ad Down. Yeah, the Ad Down. Uh, and they're on their they're making their way up to a uh, a band or what used to be an inspection station. Uh, they're making their way down, not up. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid attention to this because I thought it was weird. I paid attention to the directions because it didn't make sense to me because I read it as north too. Oh yeah, and I knew that they were south, so they they swam south past the camp. Oh, like past the Kes camp. That's interesting. So their um, the camp is now north of them at this. Okay. So they, they, yeah, they, you know, they 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 reorient uh, their position completely. Yeah, that's a little weird. That's a little weird. Um, um, but yeah, the Kez have this. They, you know, they 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 have uh, taken over this inspection station. Um, and but next to it is like a guardhouse, I guess, and uh, mm. they they infiltrate and uh remove all the kez guards that are that are there um and then the the rest of the army is slowly moving in you know catching up to them as they get ready to attack this station um but and there's cargo barges that are filled with like heavy artillery kind of coming through the waters um and uh you know it's uh setting up for you know some kind of battle here some kind of action yeah I thought it was a little bit of commentary on it. There was there was some funny parts like uh, when the uh, how does how does the the audiobook say it? You say Andrea. Is that how the book says it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, Aunt, Aunt, yeah, Andrea. Yeah, because he's Kez, so I guess it would sound French in some way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I don't did we know that? Did we know he was Kez until this point? We did. It was mentioned. I th- like book two somewhere. Because, I that. because when they mentioned it, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I knew I knew it, so I, you know, I had to oh. credit. Um but yeah, him and Andrea, you know, are going up to that guard post and they're waiting in the water. And uh he feels Andrea's uh head or hand on his shoulder. And he um it's so that he doesn't wade straight into the angry goose's nest he was about to because the goose started looking angry yeah another thing is is uh they were doing this real quiet like you know they were killing all these uh they were killing all the guards at the station real quietly and andrea was doing a good job of that and tamis was kind of like getting his uh sit rep while he was doing this he notices four guards on the bottom floor and then he opens up the door to go to the stairs <laughs> one of the Kez guys is walking down it and he looks at they look at each other both surprised and of course <laughs> tamis just kills him real fast and stirs all the people playing cards the four guys playing cards at the table and uh you know he kills he kills them all of course but uh and Andrea comes down. He's like, "Could you stop making so much noise?" And <laughs> this is a this brings up another point that I wanted to make. We got another sense of the heightened senses during the trance, the powder trance, mm-hmm. because uh, Tam has kept, you know, mentioning how something sounded loud, but it probably wasn't actually yeah. loud. And 
that was what I thought about as well when Andreas came down and said, could you quit making so much noise? Yeah, and uh, one thing that is mentioned here that will continue to be kind of brought up there during this this um this timeline or or this this point of view is that Andrea like has refused to shower and clean his clothes because he wants like he wants the kids to be like very afraid of him <laughs> like he's like covered in blood and stuff. Yeah, Tamis gets um, annoyed by him when he. Yeah. I think he refer. I think he uses the term when his blood's up. Yeah, or like when he's you know like killing people like in a I don't know in a haze isn't the right word uh what is the what is the ability for barbarians and oh berserker berserker yeah he like goes berserker mode yeah he goes berserk yeah um but yeah um so we, we uh we shift gears there and we go over to nyla um and um you know where we last left off she had blacked out after they had gotten attacked in the fog in brood's hideaway mm-hmm. and so she, you know she's waking up and she keeps she slips into that space between uh the else and the real world where she was trying to get to before this um and then she you know quickly falls back into the real world and she's you know filled with pain um covered in vomit it, yeah covered in vomit it's, it's a nasty sight um and and if uh, in front of her on the ground is Olam and he's just he's beat he's beat to like he, he, he half an life yeah from the flow up you know what I'm saying uh, <laughs> he says that he's been listening to them and uh, it was interesting how he kept phrasing it that way um, but they plan to deliver his head to Tamis via uh, Nyla Nyla um, yeah those six sons of bitches uh, <laughs> the bastards and. Uh, so Nyla makes an escape for it. She 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 heads off um and she starts getting chased. And she's she goes for a while. Um and then uh Bo shows just like up for Forrest Gump and he just kept a running and a running. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just like Greenbow, Alabama native Forrest Gump. Greenbow uh, and Brute's hideaway are basically the same thing. Well, when they said Bruce Hideaway, I thought to myself, you know, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, Bo shows up, you know. Out to uh, nowhere. Yeah, out to nowhere, you know, convincing her to use her power on the Kez person. Because, you know, I think she, she couldn't use her power because the, the Mage Breaker was close to the camp. But she's gotten far enough away to where she can't use her power. She was she was afraid to use it because of the mage breaker. Yeah. He she would, was afraid that she would she be low. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also um, she was just like so caught up in like running away running. and <laughs> running and running. Um and you know, just she got so exhausted. I mean, she ran for like all she ran all night, I believe. Oh yeah. And she, she was also she, leaving she because it's a really foggy, like kind of hard to uh mm-hmm. hard to traverse territory she was leaving tracks yeah yeah so that they could backtrack and and the reason she ran away wasn't to abandon like it wasn't selfish she said thought no. that it was the only way to save Olam because they would wait to you know cut his head off when there was a postman yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> a messenger a delivery yeah, yeah, messenger. Um, uh, a UPS but, man. 
Yeah, you'd be a, an ups man. What can Brown do for you? Deliver ahead. Is, is that what they say? What can Brown do for you? That was their old slogan. What can Brown do for you? And I remember, I remember it more than I should because because you were making a brown. No, <laughs> because it was like it was back in like the early two thousands and the two thousand four season. Uh, Auburn had um, two running backs, Cadillac Williams and and um, what was his name? Something Brown, Kendall Brown maybe. And that was like their slogan. Like you know, one was Cadillac, and the other one was saying, "What can Brown? Ronnie Brown? Gotcha. Ronnie Brown was his name." And they were like, "What can Brown do for you?" Um, I, I don't know why I pay attention to Auburn football, but I just remember that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. But Bo, uh, she ends up burning them down, burning those folks, chasing her down, easy. sets them. GG easy. Oh yeah, and uh, but Bo is he both messed up. Kind of reminds me of how messed up he was worse than when uh, during uh, Promise of Blood on Shoulder Crown. I think he's worse now. Yeah. Because he, he's missing a leg. <laughs> they had to cut they, they they couldn't save the leg. He's got a prosthetic leg. Um and uh yeah, yeah, he's 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 goofed. He done goofed up. Um but uh so okay, so now we know so the Burdanians did that to him. Now yes. that we have all the all the pieces in place. Um They don't know that though. No, they don't know that. Um but the rest of the army show up and Nyla, you know, tells them they have Olam. And so they they marched back the way that the way she came to go get him, and they were able to actually not follow her tracks, but the regiment who chased her because they yeah. leave a bigger trail. Oh, of course, of course. Um, and uh, I guess that's kind of where it leaves it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think her she leads uh, a regiment of curious ears and Bo. Yeah, um, Bo's like near passing out this whole time. One other comment I had about this chapter, both Tannis and Nyla did this. They said X, Y, or Z be damned. They said something be damned. Something else be damned. Uh And it seemed, I don't know, for Nyla, definitely uncharacteristic. It didn't seem uncharacteristic for Tannis, but I've never seen the wording. And it just happened enough in this chapter that I was like, hmm. What's going on? Like, yeah, why are we using the phrase "be damned" so much right now? I don't like. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was I, weird. It is a little weird. I mean, I've noticed sometimes I'll do that. Like, I'll use a phrase, like it'll. I don't use it a lot, but it feels good for the setting. And mm-hmm. then, like two paragraphs later, I'll. I guess because it's fresh in my mind, it feels like it'll fit here too. And then I have to like think back, like, oh, I just used that, like. And um, I don't know. Maybe that has a part to play here. I don't know. But regardless, like you said, it does kind of feel out of character for not. Well, I don't know. I can kind of see Nilo getting frustrated with herself and then like just being like, you know, the hell with it. But but I feel like she would say something more like the hell with it instead of you know whatever be damned. Um, yeah, it does seem more of a Tamasy type thing, but. That is, I didn't pick up on that. So good catch there. Um, I just, I think it was three times in the chapter. I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. We wrote this this. on the same day. (laughs) Yeah. We definitely wrote this whole chapter (laughs) on the same day. Should have edited it several days (laughs) across. I mean, I, you know, I'm probably being overly critical, but like it stuck out to me. It was like three times. Hey, if it sticks out to you, that's, 
you know that that's on the author really um uh so chapter 39 uh tamas and, and general arbor i love general the way that the way that general arbor is narrated because it talks about how he has his false teeth like he mm-hmm. the guy just narrates him kind of similar to the way he narrated mahali but a little bit more like smacking of the lips and stuff so mm-hmm. it just i like i like general arbor uh i don't know if i would like him if i was just reading it yeah so like no he's, he's of, funny he's funny when you're reading it okay so it, it still comes across as him being cool yeah. so. but they're getting ready to attack bloodvale because that's that inspection station is leading up to bloodvale um and so remember and, they're now south of bloodvale so they're yeah, so on they're, the Kez side of Budvale. yeah so they're moving they're going north in a north direction that's right that's right um uh so tamas reveals that uh there's like this secret ward on on the bloodvale walls so there's like a section of the wall that's more lightly colored uh i think he said it's kind of in the shape of a man's face in a way he said a skull a skull i believe so in like there's a pattern like like if you aim the i actually i wrote it down okay go ahead yeah he's he tells the new colonel of the uh artillery group and he makes it he notes that uh it's a whole new group because Holanska's meant Holanska uh, was the artillery person. Yeah. yeah. And it was hard to find people in that group that weren't loyal to Holanska. Um, all that to say, um, I also wanted to, sorry. I also wanted to mention that the Delibs aren't with them right now. This is the, this is the Adrian army. Yes. The Delib are making their way South from the camp while while they're making their way north on the other side of Budville. Because they they interceded the Kez, the other Kez army. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the secret spot and my autocorrect, I'm reading my Google Google notes. Uh, (laughs) I put secret spot and Budvale wall, but it corrected it to Budweiser. (laughs) The secret spot in the Budweiser wall is uh, you shoot, you wait seven counts, you shoot again, you wait two counts, shoot, and then you wait another four. And he said, it may not work the first time. You might have to try it a couple times. Hmm. You said seven, two, and four? Seven, two, and four. Correct. That adds up to 13. That's an unlucky number. Um. So, yeah. So, the, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I, that's an interesting thing I, I like about that. And so once that happens, it would weaken the whole wall. And so you can. And it would start. collapse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gavril shows up <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, you know, he was he was heading north on the counters road. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's reached them. And, um, you know, he tells him that it was the Verdanians disguised as the Kez. Um and that Daniel and Vora are chasing them into Adro, um, to, you know, towards Anapest. Um, and also that a company of Kez is within a couple hours of here. Um, and so Tamis, it's a very interesting thing because Tamis is now realizing he's the one who did actually break the, the, the you know, the white flag of Parley. Um, yeah. And he's having a realization that, um, you know, or he ends up, you know, this as is very introspective, very introspective. Tamis. Yes. Yeah. As, as they're getting ready for the battle, he's, he had a vision of like, you know, all the Kings across the nine being deposed um, and, and the world like regressing back 
um, to the ways it was before Crescent Bear. So like he's he's man, it's a little too late now, but he's starting to realize how the stuff he's fighting for, how it can get bastardized. And yeah, twisted. they were yeah. saying that you know it was uh, the world was ruled by a bunch of warlords before Krasimir. Yeah. Yeah. No organization, and you know he felt like a warlord. It, and the reason he thought about this is because he broke the white flag. Is he? And he, he was like, "Am I just like a bloodthirsty like warlord or whatever?" You yeah, know, like back in the days. I liked uh, it. It was a really short chapter, but I liked it. It was really good. Yeah, it was a good conversation between Gavril and uh, uh, Tamis. Another thing I'd like to note is General Arbor was telling Tamis that if uh, Ket and Holanska's spy notes from their spies was correct, uh, they can shell Bloodville, Bud sorry Budvale, they can uh, they can shell it freely with their artillery because they either sold all of the citizens to slavery or killed them. Mm. Yeah, so there's no risk of uh, of uh, civilian life. Um, and Ippola is probably here because his royal guards are on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, good good things to note there. So so you know we're getting to the crux. So that that um, that uh, prediction you had of of the war being done soon was not <laughs> was a little bit off. <laughs> yeah, it's taken the whole book to do it, <laughs> which uh... I guess it kind of makes sense i guess because i mean the hope would be when you know when the story ends the you know there will be the autumn republic and right and that's and and you know everybody will live happily ever after under this republic so i guess it kind of makes sense but that's you know hindsight's 2020 so yeah we're getting you know as i read it's like the book's getting thinner and you know we're we're it still doesn't feel like we're closer to resolution and i'm like no yeah now good though i mean i'm in i'm like every chapter here i enjoyed reading yeah and i'm actually getting the it it sows seeds of uh worry yes however this book is definitely reverse of promise of blood where like the longer it took to read it and sit, you know, as we sat down and kind of talked about it on a weekly basis, it made it more, it made us nitpick it more. This yeah. book, I feel like the the way I'm spacing it out, I'm liking it more because I'm spacing it out and thinking on it. Yeah, I agree. So it's, it's an interesting turn of events there. Um, chapter 40. And look, kind, but now where it differs from Promise of Blood it's getting more like promise of blood because I loved every Adamat chapter. I wanted all the other chapters to just be done. So I could I could read the Adamat chapters in this session. Now, I mean, all the other chapters were great, but the Adamat ones had my attention more than any of them. I liked, I think I like the Tamas chapters better on this one. Really? Yeah. Um, I never liked the Nyla chapters. I don't know. Maybe that is, uh, I don't think I've not, ever liked any knowledge. It's not ever. that I dislike them. I just like them less than the others. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't never know. The Nyla chapters here were interesting. I don't know if I'm just being hard on it because it's easier for me to see Tamis and Adamat and Daniel's perspectives, you know, me being a male. But, yeah, could be. Could be. Um, yeah, I mean, her, I, you know, I guess to be fair, her, her parts of the story were interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, her parts of the story involve Olam and Bo, who are two, you know, uh, of the best characters in the series. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, again, I think I think what it is is that Nyla is the most human of the perspectives that we get. Yeah. Yeah. I think that may be it. Nyla and Adam are the two most human. Yeah, and so it kind of pulls you out. But but you like but like the Adamat stuff I love, you know, because I love the like the mystery stuff and he's always diving into like the mysteries and so and there also is a non human element to Adamat though. He remembers everything. Yeah, yeah, okay, since he's an act. Yeah. But you know, Nyla's in a privilege, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she wasn't always. So she has no, yeah, a, she, she has a human perspective. Yeah. Um, so but in chapter 40, we we get out of Matt. And um, so he gets the results of the questioning, you know, the kitchen staff after finding those vials. Um and um first was uh, you know, R- Rickard's security uh, wasn't, you know, as good as Ricky thinks they are. Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely not that great. Um, the uh, the other thing is that Denny of uh, Rodegas, uh, Denny uh, the Rodegas, yeah, Denny the Rodegas. I, I don't know what a Rodegas is, but Denny's one of them. Yeah, he he one of them Rodegas boys. Um, <laughs> he placed the blasting over there over two weeks ago. Um, there she is sitting there. Wow. Yeah, they uh, trick him into getting to the meeting early. Cause there's supposed to be a meeting there at the, at the, um, Underhill society. Yeah. The Underhill society. Uh, and as soon as he gets in there, he takes off. <laughs> I, I don't know why they did it like this. I don't either. It was so boneheaded to let him run away. Like he comes down the stairs to get to the, to the society room and nobody's on, you know, the wall where the door is. Nobody is. So everybody has to, you know, run towards the door to get to him. Yeah. Two, Adamat's facing the door. Adamat's not part of the Underhill Society. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I I didn't get it. It was like it was you wanted to get this guy, so you just made it as un Underhill Society as possible. It was a it, it was shades of Flora and Return <laughs> Return to Honor. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> this this was Turkey in the Straw. <laughs> <Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum>, <laughs> like like you watch an episode of dukes of hazard and you see the sheriff or the you see the sheriff and the deputy walking up that's right yep um or uh scooby-doo when the gang is chasing the the, the monster <laughs> yeah. you know sometimes they chase each other yeah yep. that kind of thing yeah exactly um but yeah so he he takes off and uh fail in adamant you know they give chase finally catching him and um he you know he reveals that i'd like to uh, note though like in the yeah. middle of the chase adamat for some reason i can't remember why but he he got ahead of fell and he was like no what it was is that uh he took a shortcut he saw oh, where yeah. he was going and he could remember the city so he he took a shortcut and he got ahead of fell and he got close to uh old denny mr rodigus and <laughs> uh Danny turns around, pulls something out of his jacket, and throws a vial of blasting oil oil at him. Oh yeah! And Adamat's life's flashing before his eyes. He's like, "Okay, this is this is how it goes. Yeah, this is how we go and do it." And fell out of nowhere, just intercepts that dude like Minka Fitzpatrick's it. You know, 
Ooh. And she catches it, but it doesn't explode. Yeah, how did that happen? I mean, I guess they teach them how to lotion their hands up at that academy to make them soft and supple. And Maybe they got some it. of those Nike football gloves where it just sticks. No, for, That's no. what it is. I heard that Nike had a little thing without a pest. They they signed a little deal earlier in the year. Um, Nike and uh, Roosh got a combo. You know, the Nike fr- Roosh rifles. Yes, yes, yes. Just shoot it. Um, but... The, uh, I wish I the, hadn't been taking a sip of beer when you said that because what? it went up, it went up my nerves when you said <laughs> just shoot it, and now I'm in pain. Oh, beer That's up your nose is not where you, beer does not belong in your nose. No, no, no. Um, but uh, old Denny Hamlin, uh, <laughs> uh, tells them that it was Karis who who hired him. Is that how the audiobook calls it? Karis? Yeah, I don't think... She, it doesn't say Cheris. It says it says more like a K, Karis. Okay. I like how, like, when I read it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to remember exactly what they say. And then I get on air and I'm like, I don't really know. I might be lying to everybody. But I'm pretty sure it's Karis. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think I would remember it that way if that wasn't true. Um, but I'm also... I just remember so. Ricky T bags and... Cheris getting not getting it on, and it just seemed a, a little too close to real life. Yeah, maybe it's Cheris. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. We're talking real life people here. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but but the rest of the vials were supposed to be popped off tonight at the society meeting. So like here, here in a few, they they're gonna go off. <laughs> yeah, it is going timber. Kesha style. Kesha. They got some, they brushing their teeth with a bottle of Jack. Jack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no. Can <laughs> What are you saying? <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I think. Would like, I would like for you to explain to me and the listeners what the hell you're talking about. I'm pretty sure zero out of five dentists recommend that. <laughs> but yeah. Fine, then. All right, so I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it. Um, so, so chapter 41. Um Nala Bo and the rest of the uh, uh cavalry, uh, you know, they ride back to where Olam and the Kes Camp is. Um, they, they 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 there to some, kick some ass and take some names. Yeah, baby. And uh they uh you know, they find Olam pretty quickly. Um uh but then more Kes come from behind them and yeah uh, and and as they're like grabbing uh olam he's like they're behind you you fools yeah they walk it was the trap it was it was his best gandalf impression fly you fools yep i thought the same uh, thing um and uh but nala flames them folk until the girlish wolf approaches nullifying her magic it's going down. I'm yelling Timba. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, then out of the darkness, the mage breaker rides out, swinging his sword. You thought and I was going to say something else. Dude comes out just slanging. Slanging it, you know what I'm saying? I just thought I it mean, was funny. I, like, she can't see into the elves. I guess that's where she's, I think she's using, you know, her third eye the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And he just comes out of nowhere. 
Yeah. And she's and, like, and, where you going? Nowhere. Nowhere. He's and he and he's hunting after Bo. He's she's going after old Bo boy. He is. He he does, but he does try to take Nyla's head off. Yeah. Like and then she, but she follows, he, right? Yeah, she follows. Like he swings at her but doesn't stop and he keeps going. And the reason is is because we see lightning strike in different parts of the camp. Yeah. This is very clearly Bo. Yeah, yeah. It's they, they. She can tell what direction it's going, and I guess you can tell in the else which one is a bigger threat. So I'm sure the Mage Breaker knows the bigger threat. Well, and I'm sure she her her uh, light is still hasn't gotten to that you know that that um brightness. But um right. But she comes up upon a bunch of bodies killed by ice spikes, so we know who that is. That's Bo too. Bo loves the ice spikes. He's good at it. They call him Sub Zero. Um, but a warden appears out of the fog. That's creepy as shit. Um, Dude, coming I, after, I'd leave. <laughs> I'd leave right after I poop my britches. Um, after you tonied the floor. After I tonied the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but you know he's coming. He's coming out of the fog. Coming after Bo. And uh, the dragoons and the mage breaker are on the way. Um, Nyla throws a rock at the warden, <laughs> yeah. and kind of uh, knocks him off his off his uh, charge for a little bit. <laughs> One thing I don't understand about this whole thing is that he's coming from behind Bo, right? The warden. Yeah. Nyla's yeah. following the mage breaker to Bo. So the mage breaker is presumably in front of Nyla to Bo. Yes. And she throws a rock at the uh, warden. warden. But then the mage breaker attacks Bo from behind, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. Th- this chapter makes no sense, <laughs> <laughs> geographically speaking. <laughs> okay, good. No, yeah, yeah, it wasn't just you; it was me. Uh, but I, I just, but I also think you know it kind of maybe played to, I could like, the major breaker, you know, makes it so that they can't see or anything like that. So yeah. it plays into how he does things, I guess. And, and it's foggy. It's it's a little mm-hmm. bit of cat and mouse. It, it's supposed to be suspenseful and thrilling, and whatnot. But I, I feel like the execution was lacking a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. You know, but but for the most part, Brian McLean does a great job. But in this instance, it it could have used a little work, I think. Yeah. Um. But the but the, yeah the the warden charges after her, and she is able to find like the smallest amount of fire in the else and shoves it into the warden's eye. So metal, <laughs> metal, rock on, dude. Burns right through his like skull. She can see the other side. Jeez. Red hot chili pepper style. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Patrick just had a vinegar stroke. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that what it looked like on the on the camera? So your head was down. I guess you were reading your notes or whatever, but <laughs> your head bobbed up when you went, mmm. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I'm cutting my camera off. Uh, <laughs> um so the mage breaker arrives again, uh, knocking her down, going after Bo. Uh, Bo gets out of the way in time. 
Bo does uh, not get Bo wankied. No. And then not Nyla, but the way my phone autocorrected, Nike and Bo tried to escape. <laughs> the girlish wolf charges again. Uh, Bo rides into him and both horses go down. <laughs> the mage breaker regains his footing while Bo is struggling to get up. I- I'm just, I'm just laying all this out here because mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Nyla finds a spark again and the wolf shirt bursts into flames. Um, Saving Bo, giving him enough time to recover. So yeah, it, one one thing you aren't mentioning though is like it is from Nyla's perspective, and while this is all happening, she's trying her hardest. Like she feels the block in her connection to the else, but she's like, yeah. She also feels like holes being poked through it. Like she she's able to do a little bit here and a little bit there. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Um. But he he uh, he kind of he turns his attentions to her, and swings at her and misses, and but she she can't find any more magic. And then uh, a gunshot goes off, and uh, stumbles forward. Uh, the wolf stumbles forward, dying. Uh, and, Blood coming from his face. And then you know behind him, Blow throws down the gun, asking if the warden from earlier had was missing a ring finger. <laughs> he also said i freaking hate powder or something yeah. like that yeah so that's not really helping his uh illness you know he's probably gonna be feeling some effects of this uh being in this battle this confrontation everybody just needs a nap <laughs> yeah <ain't that> right. <laughs> everybody needs a good night's rest i think we all do the readers do too after that chapter um <laughs> uh Chapter 42. <laughs> this is a geographical oddity. We're 50 miles from, what is it, 50 miles from nowhere? Uh, two weeks. We're two weeks from everywhere. Two weeks from everywhere, yeah. <laughs> um, so chapter 42, Tamis and Gabriel, you know, they, they prepare their march, you know, marching on Bloodville. Um, they they make their way in and, and uh, you know, because they, they've already, you know, they've already basically kind of captured the city in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make the, uh, you know, they, they figure out, they find out where the King is. So King Ippoli is in the cathedral. The, um, the way they got in though, uh, is explained. Like they go to siege the walls and yeah. it's starting to like not look good. And finally the little code on the weak point in the wall works and it collapses and they storm. There was a cool scene with, uh, uh, Somebody, I, th- I think it was Gavril telling Tamas or maybe Andrea that the the line was about to break. You know, uh, their line was about to you know panic and run. Mm-hmm. And Tamas takes an Adrian flag from a flag bearer and climbs up the wall and starts uh, waving the flag. And he rallies. <laughs> he rallies the men, a patriot style. Uh, Mel Gibson style and gives it gives it off to somebody else and uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was cool. cool though. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so, so they they're going to the cathedral to see King Ippoli, and uh, um, they get there and they find the king and all his men are dead. Well, first they they. They get into the cathedral and like there's nothing really there. 
Yeah, um, it's like really quiet. So they break up and part of the party goes into the cathedral to see what's going on. Yeah. And so they end up finding kind of where it all is. And so you know, he and all his men are dead. And his oldest son, Florian, mm-hmm. uh, from St. Saint Florian, Alabama, Florine. Um, has staged a coup. And uh, they basically surrender and lay down arms. And they say the body of Chrysomir is in the diocese chambers. Mm-hmm. So, so there you have it. Oh, I'm getting his. Oh, uh, hey, I'm getting a call from Zach. Put me on the air. That's what I want to know. What? I'm about to start calling into your podcast. <laughs> Worst call in ever. First Hold off. On. Hold on a second. Because you won't be able to hear Matt Allen. Hold on. Let me let me get off my speakers. I don't know. This may not record good at all. I don't know. All right. Go ahead and talk. First off, they bombard me in a text group, a D&D text group. Now, these guys might go out holding hands, reading the the latest defunct Lord of the Rings trash that they're reviewing for you guys, but they won't even give a Thursday night to playing Dungeons and Dragons on me. So who really loves fantasy? Huh? I'm out of here every day killing orcs and fighting vampires, and these dudes are like, Oh, um, yeah, let me sip my wine and talk about, like, high fantasy. That's garbage. You forgot one thing. You go LARPing on Saturday. But I don't go LARPing. LARPing's for people who couldn't accept reality after the game closed out. They had to go pretend like they were vampires, you know? You know what we call those people back in the 90s? Serial killers. Anyway... Matt Allen, shame on you, dude. That peer pressure that Patrick throws on you. I can't even hear him. But that's that's my message to both of you. <laughs> I'm trying to video call you. <laughs> oh, oops. Oh, are you talking, Matt? I've been talking. Hold on, hold on. All right, Matt, can you t- can, can can you say something? Something. All right. I can't even see you. I can't even see you, Zach. Video off. Are you on an iPhone or what? No, I'm on an Android. You know, I'm on an I, iPhone. I wouldn't even be able to look at it. The fact that he couldn't hear me really ruined what I had to say. What were you saying? I was just waiting for him yeah. to get done, and I just said, All right, Are that you better? Done? Look at that. Beauty. What were you saying, man? I, 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 when he was done on his rant, I just went, I didn't say a whole thing during his whole rant. I thought my silence was being noted. And, and then I said, like he's getting haircuts again, but it's a little and it's just not so great. Update your style, bro. This ain't Pete and Pete. <laughs> Fucking hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking Mr. Clean in the wilderness looking fuck. Like, people like me gotta go into the wilderness, man. I gotta find the Lord sometimes. Get back to our roots. I was doing I once weekend. Relax. I've got to take a fucking picture of this because this is how I see Zach. It's oh. fantastic. <laughs> now quit moving, you bastard. Tell him to put his face to the I'm camera. McDonald's for myself. Hang on. Yeah. 
Patrick is FaceTiming Zach because Zach got his ass hurt because me and Patrick teamed up on him. So he felt the need to go on a needless several-minute rant on high fantasy because he's ass hurt because me and Patrick hang out doing fantasy, but we don't hang out with D&D with him. And what he doesn't know is that the only reason we don't is because of him so we can't <laughs> tell him that <laughs> and now the bastard's getting mcdonald's this fucking <laughs> sam goes he gets mcdonald's and we had salad we don't it's because of him might be the most cold-blooded man i forget what it's like talking to that dude <laughs> <laughs> Look, I won't hold you guys up. I just wanted to call and really just kind of goof off for a second. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna throw this into the episode. So, could you could you make it so he can hear me? Oh, is this how he hears me? And then just be like, I'll just read a chapter out of context and then just tell you what I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope oh. it's ahead of us. Series, just send me a chapter somehow. Okay, okay. What, what do you? Read it and be like, this is trash, bro. I mean, who is this Susan character? I don't even know. Were you saying something, man? Uh, I forgot what it was, but if he's cutting out, just let him know. Or can he hear me? Can you hear, Matt? Blah 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 blah. Zach sucks. Zach's an asshole. Zach sucks asshole. Did you hear that? I feel like I got called an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, buddy. All right. Y'all be good. Talk to y'all later. Good hey, give him you. one of these. <laughs> <laughs> he saw that. Oh, did he? <laughs> he did. I had flipped the camera around. All right. We got, we got delayed a little bit. All right. After that little <laughs> interruption. Um, I guess we'll go on to chapter 43. Is that where we were? Uh, we are wrapping up 42. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, they, they surrender, and then uh, the body of Chrismere is in the Dysel's chambers. Any final notes on that one? Uh, yeah, he offers his surrender, and uh, Tamas dictates some terms. Does he dictate them there or later? Uh, I didn't take. Yeah, no, he dictated terms that were very, very uh, pro uh, Adrian, and Florian accepts them with like a smile on his face. And Hamas yeah. makes a comment that this is, you know, probably over because it doesn't seem like seems like there's something going on here. Yeah, yeah. And he um, makes a note to protect beyond. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, so then uh, forty three, um, Daniel and Vlora continue to chase, you know, Capel and her captors. Uh, the latest, the latest band out of uh, um, Winnetoga, um, Michigan, and um, <laughs> Winnipesoka. Winnipesoka, that's right. Um, 
they see them enter. They they, they finally get it, you know, get a an, an eye on them, and they're entering out of pass. So they finally see them, but then they lose them. Um, so when they finally reach the city, they are, um, you know, confronted with some Brudanian soldiers. Um, Oddly and, enough, I forgot all about this chapter. It's a very like quick like blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, kind of chapter. It's frustrating um, too. <laughs> they sense that there's two powder mages, you know, coming after them as well. So they got two powder mages and uh, the Brudanian soldiers chasing them. Privilege. And um, yeah, 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 privilege. And uh, so they they're trying to get to this place where they can get to the storm drain. They it's they finally get in there. I don't, I, I'm not going to go into detail about everything that you know, whatever it doesn't matter. Um, but they finally get down in there, and just as Taniel and Vlora, or just you know. Just as they're trying to, um, the drain collapses in on Laura. Well, it actually, collapses in on everybody. I think, don't it? Or is well, it just Laura? We see it from Tano's perspective. The building collapses, and we just—I think he just says Laura is like was it collapsed on top of Laura? Yeah, that was so, kind of where the chapter ended. So the end of this chapter, though, was they go into Adipas, like. Guns a blazing, yeah, yeah, and without a plan. And Flora's like, "We should do this." And Tana's like, "Fuck you, I know better." And yeah, it did. It <laughs> just makes like I I get it. Like he's mad about Capel and everything, but he's just gonna kill him and Flora. Yeah, the um, it's and I I think that's what mcclellan was trying to sell but it's kind of he's kind of oversold it to this point is that you know when he's with capel like every you know, when we first meet daniel capel's with him capel's been with him the whole time pretty much and he's been pretty rock solid you know there's moments where he falters but he's been very human and he's been very realistic to the most for most part of it um but the moment that we break them up especially you know since they've kind of been having this little love thing going on um he's like going crazy like he's he's freaking out about it so chapter chapter 44 uh adamat and commander huey arrive to arrest Karis, cheris whoever um and remember and- huey because we never hear the name but one chapter before this is the police chief yes yes okay. and um and uh Cheris lives close to where like Andreas the Reeve lives. Um but she is entertaining some guests, one of which is the head of the Novi National Bank. That's something to keep my eye on. That's that's interesting. I was thinking the Iron Bank of Bravos with this. <laughs> yeah. Um uh and so that you know, they they're like, you know, you probably want to let your guests leave for what we gotta say. So they you know, they they see them out. And uh, they say they're going to arrest her, and they they, you know, give her the evidence. They weren't gonna, they weren't really gonna tell her the evidence, but she kind of makes a big fuss about it. And uh, um, they see that she had paid Denny Hamlin money, um, and she says, you know, that's that's illegal. This is uh, All Star I- Breakfast, Denny, not Denny Hamlin. <laughs> uh, but uh but yes she's saying that's illegal you can't look into people's personal stuff like that but adamant says that the bill was passed last month um 
But we later find out that actually that law just got approved right before that meeting. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> so they, they kind of they got to expedite it. They get a, they get they kind of get a little scummy, but they got to do you got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> I mean, she's a piece. Well, and, and the knack proved it, but the knack doesn't hold up in law. So like so yeah. or in the court. So you got to do what you got to do, right? Um but uh uh whew, yeah, it's being backdated. But uh, so Adamat rides in, you know, in the carriage with Cheris as they're taking her to Sablethorn, the the prison. Um, but she, she, you know, she finally kind of admits to it. But she says, you know, she'll be back on top within a year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Denny Hamlet will get will get killed for it, or Denny All Star Breakfast will get killed. Um, <laughs> but she'll be out, you know, within a year or so. Um, but she she notes it's curious that Adamat allowed her to know he was involved uh and he kind of starts to second guess it too he's kind of like maybe i did make a mistake uh you start second uh, guessing cheris like yeah is she actually somebody to screw with yeah oh yeah and it sounds like it but you know the kind of language she's using and and stuff like that so she also gives him a knowing smile yeah so i wonder if she had something to do with vetus or at the very least knows about it Um, yeah Adamat mentions that maybe Rickard told her about it. Yeah. Um, but then they arrive to Sablethorn and she tells Adamat as she's being escorted in uh, to have a few good weeks, Inspector. I'll see you soon. So whew, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. May ha- we may shake down there. Makes me um, think that maybe she's the endorsement. I don't know why, but like maybe Claremont was, you know, putting together uh, you, uh, yeah. labor union like endorsement it, yeah would show sow seeds of doubt with the record now i think this is probably my favorite chapter i failed to mention that mainly before this next section so adam and sue smith arrive at charlemagne's villa mm-hmm. um and uh, they make their way in um and there are people there kind of like sir you know house guests type people trying to you know, make sure everything stays tidy because mm-hmm. um, they see some smoke coming out of a fire out of a chimney. Um, they notice that smoke's rising from Isengard. Yes. Yeah. From, from oh, Isengard. Yeah. Sorry. I, <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Lord of the you Rings. This. But, but you did. Damn it. I did. Um, I did. But uh, so they make their way into the library uh, and Adamant, you know, is still searching for those books on, on shadows. You know, people not having shadows. Um, and slowly the day becomes late afternoon. Sue Smith has been snoring, sleeping the whole time. Cause you know, Sue Smith, Adamat kind of points at this, that the perceived threat is over. So Sue Smith is kind of like, not really, he's just like taking it easy. Also, he's on Rickard's dime, not Adamat's. He mentioned yeah. that as well. And yeah, yeah. Sue Smith's on the end of his deal with Rickard. And so he's on his way out. He he's put in his two weeks notice. He doesn't care exactly. <laughs> at this point. Um, but uh, but so like I said, it, it's becoming night, and he wants to be able to read. Uh, so he need you know he's trying to find a way to light the lantern. So he's searching the ground for servants to help with 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 the fire. Um, and he finally stumbles into an area where he hears voices, and he go. It's coming from the kitchen. So he goes in the kitchen, and he sees a man with a chef hat and an apron singing. And I immediately knew what this was about to be. <laughs> I didn't. I, I really didn't. 
I, I don't I know didn't why. Know, I I was a hundred percent sure that this was Adam returned, right? Mm-hmm. I 100% knew that. I was 50% on if it was in the form of Charlemagne. Like I was I wasn't so sure on that. I was, I was more like, on Charlemagne than Adam, which is stupid because I definitely should when they noted <laughs> I I guess I read over the chef's hat part because I don't remember that detail. Maybe there wasn't a chef's hat, but I knew there was an apron and they were singing. So yeah. like yeah. that made me think Adam. Maybe Maybe I internally, my, my head went there and just put a chef's hat on him. Uh, <laughs> but um, the man turns around and it is Charlemagne, but he notes he's a bit heavier, too too heavy to be in the time that has passed. Yeah, and Adamant's like, you. You scum me. So he pulls out his cane sword, pointing it at him and whatnot. And, um, but then the guy's kind of like, he says, you're looking for the compendium on gods and saints and whatnot. It's all a bunch of rubbish. It's just a few feet uh, away over from, from Sue Smith's shoulder or elbow yeah. or something. Yeah. Tells him, thing, tells him exactly where the book is, what he's looking for. And uh, he's like, how would you know that? Um, and uh, But he, he mentions something. He goes, would you like anything? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, I got some food. I made some squash soup last night. So if, if that was enough to tell you it's Adam, that uh, the squash soup reference. Adam's my guy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam, Prince Adam's great. Is that his name, Prince? Was it? I can't remember. The prince no, Saint Adam. Saint Adam. Saint Adam. The prince that was promised. The prince that was promised. Um. So yeah. So yeah. So. Adam is now in Charlemagne's body. Don't know how that happened. Maybe it's a capable-related thing. Not sure. Um, but Adam is back. Um, we don't know it exactly, but, I mean, I can infer that that is Adam. He's back and ribbed for your pleasure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> Had to do it to him. A Journey Through Fantasy brought to you by Maxim Trojan Strong Condoms. Roll Dad. Roll Dad. Um, Tamis, oh, we swap gears here to finish out chapter uh, 44. Tamis is watching as the Delph army approaches. Olam arrives, you know, looking like a bag of taters. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think they, did I say that or did they? I don't know. I know I just said it just then, but I don't know who else said it. It was, it was funny. I, I like it. <laughs> Whoever said it, Brian McClellan, you or me, it was funny. Um, and, uh, you know, but he's he's feeling as if he had failed, you know, tr- and so he, he drops the colonel pins, and, you know, and, uh, Tamis is just like, your mission was to kill the Mage Breaker. You killed the Mage Breaker, you know. You didn't and fail. Then he, he gives him the lapel back, lapel pin back, and he says, "If you try to give these back to me again, I'm going to shove them up your ass." He <laughs> yeah, he says that verbatim. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then he gives his report about how Nyla uh, set fire to the Mage Breaker, and it kind of changes uh, Tannis's opinion on her. Uh, he kind of views he her said, in a different light. Yeah, he says that Bo says that she's the strongest privileged Adrian privileged in 600 years. Who boy. Um, but then they discuss how they are going to leave for Adipest in the morning, and he's going to leave the negotiations with um with the uh, the new kids, you know, rulers, whoever, you know, whether it's Florian or Bayon, whoever. I guess it's Florian at the moment. 
um, le- leaving someone else in charge to discuss negotiations. Um, Which is Captain- uh, an interesting choice. Yeah. Remember the last, um, remember the last he, time he left something unresolved with Kaz? Yeah. But he says, you know, he's got a he says he's got to be an Adipest for this election. So, so see, this is kind of rolling into a theory of the Kez and the Dell have got some kind of back scheme going on. You know, because yeah, he's, he's leaving he's, it with the Dell. He's Delev. leaving it with the Dell, yeah. So, um, so chapter 45, Adamat arrives at uh, Claremont's oh, speech. What? Huh? Sorry, there is a, a big note here. Uh, Olam does ask if Sulem yeah. is going with them. To Adipest, and he says that Sulem says that his fight is not with Brudania. Ah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So Sulem and uh, the Sulem and the Delev are not going to be helping them with the Brudanians. And uh, also, makes sense. Also, just a, a you know a typical Olam comment. Will feed him his own shoes, sir. When talking about Claremont, <laughs> he's he told he was telling Olam that it was the Brudanians, not the Kez, who broke the parlay. Mm-hmm. We'll feed him his shoes, sir. Um, but yeah, so yes, yeah, so, so chapter forty-five. Adamat arrives at Claremont speech, and um, uh, you know he notices that the Unix uh, replacement is in the crowd. Um. Um, I can't remember um, their name. Uh, Rickus, Rigus, something like that. Um, Ripless. Ripless. Um, yeah. He is, this person, she is, she has no rips because she's ripless. Um, she don't give a rip. But um, Claremont, you know, drags on and on and he finally reveals that Andros the Reeve is endorsing him. And Adamat. Um, uh, it, it's a mouth opener, like Adamat's jaw drops. It's a mouth opener. Oh, <laughs> um, it was a jaw dropper. It was a jaw um, dropper. <laughs> couple things about uh, Claremont's speech, though. Adamat shows up an hour after he had started speaking. Yes, and uh, Adamat was taking note of the crowd. Uh, Five thousand some odd people showed up. A lot of common people. And lesser nobility who escaped Tamas's uh, ethnic cleansing. <laughs> yes, um, but as the announcement is made, and Andres Reeve is saying, you know, I think this financially, economically would help the help Adro. If you know, that's why I'm putting my support behind um, Claremont. Um, several things happen all at once, like a, a man jumps up uh onto the podium and goes pulls out a gun and shoots it at them shot misses he gets he get like his hand gets deflected as he's shooting like yeah so that happens privilege start wiggling their fingers everywhere yeah yeah the, the claremont's privilege ripped that dude to shreds but then another shot is fired from somewhere behind adamant and claremont goes down blood flying um and so yeah, oh, kind of shit, get hit. yeah yeah you know what you know how it is um i kind of figured i kind of thought what happened is what ha- is what happens um so i expected 
based on the pomp and circumstance of what Adam Matt was describing, I was like, homie going to get off. Yeah. But, but I kind of knew who was behind it immediately. Yeah. It made sense to me. Yeah. That's the only way that any, that's the only way any of this made sense. Um, I think, I don't know how there, there was a bunch of extra focus on Ripless here. Yeah. And if there weren't, would we have immediately said, hey, it was Andraus? I still think I would have because it doesn't make sense why Andraus would support him other than to trick him. It doesn't make sense, yeah. But, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if it had been Lady Wenceslav, like we, like you had, a, like like you thought, I wouldn't have thought, you know, in, in the same situation happened, I wouldn't have thought that it was Lady Wenceslav that did it. Um, That's but fair. because it's because it's Andros, I was like, I don't, I just don't think he would do it. I I just don't think he would support, you know, him. But um, yeah. But you know, it, the crowd goes into you know craziness, and um, Adamat loses ripless in the crowd and so he, he kind of chases her down and he's like begging her to see his boss so um that adamat he, he ends up getting getting to meet with andraus and they meet like he like he first met the proprietor but you know with that screen in front of him and then mm-hmm. the seat for the translator but andraus sits there is like there's no sense in all the smoke and mirrors right yeah um which and like, um yeah oh yeah it i makes didn't really sense. expect it even even knowing what we know about everything i didn't expect it yeah it was it was an, i liked it. Uh, it it played really well um but he you know he does take you know he takes ownership of the attempted assassination well they assume it you know it was an assassination they, they think he's dead and mm-hmm. um adamat reveals what he found out from the book and from adam and is that um he is the god brood which i i kind of thought about that you said god you said god early on but but i didn't put two and two together so much because what was throwing me off so when he was in that room and there was a depiction of the two-headed or two-faced god brood above them Mm -hmm. i was like that's got to be some kind of sign but the two-faced thing threw me off not realizing the what it actually means, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So the reason he doesn't have a shadow is because he already has a reflection of himself or something like that. Yeah, because he, of the second face. Yeah, because he's he's taking possession of two bodies. Yeah, and we don't know who the other body is yet. Um, but yeah, so he, you know, he, yeah, he can occupy two bodies at once, and um, so Andraus is translator arrives uh, telling telling them they got to leave that some privileges and soldiers are on the street they got like 30 seconds to get out of there um they got to go yeah so him and andreas they kind of escape their secret passageways it's really cool kind of they stumble their way out onto a carriage um they ride over to the headquarters andreas's headquarters and that building is like burning down like there's there's um privilege there there, you know, the Brudanian privilege, and there's also like the proprietor or Andreas's people, and they're like, mm-hmm. there's like a battle happening, um, you know, and 
Andreas tells Adamat that the council is meeting with Tamis tomorrow and that he needs to convince Tamis about this theory of Claremont and he needs to be more convincing than he was with him. <laughs> right. And yeah. one thing we uh, uh, grazed, grazed over or glazed over was uh, what he was asking Andras why he would support him. And he was like, well, we didn't get that far into it. The person who was supposed to shoot him messed it up and did it too soon. But I was going to be his second minister. Yeah. And if he's dead, I'll be first minister. And Adamant's like, why would you do that? I thought you didn't have any mm-hmm. any reason to do that. And he said, Well, my tastes have changed. See, I don't I don't buy that. I don't know. That seems fishy. Yeah. But Somebody's got to him and paid him off or something. You think? I, something's going on there. I don't know what it is. So uh so then chapter forty six, which we get a little bit more well, I got some problems here, but overall, I like it. Um, Tamis makes his way to meet the council. Uh, I think it's at the House of Nobles where he used to, where he kind of did a lot of his stuff at the beginning in Promise yeah. of Blood. Um, on his way, Taniel appears out of an alley, just out of nowhere. Um, and he says, Vlora's dead, or at least he thinks she is. He can't find her. Um, He's he's doing this whole pomp and circumstance thing, you know. Everybody's like cheering him as he comes into town. I'm thinking of uh, uh, opposite situation. Never mind. I was thinking Faramir. Um, <laughs> that that's a different situation. That's and, a different situation. And Tambus likes it, you know. He, uh, but yeah, as he's walking through t- or riding through town, you know, an Adrian blue uniform. But uh, yeah, Adrian blue uniform walking down the alley, and he just goes, "Hey, son." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he says that Vlora's dead, and Capel is that skyline, and he um, fudged everything up. He fudged it up, baby. He he messed his whole thing up. Um, but they get to the House of Nobles, and they make their way up there. And Ricky Teabags and Andreas, you know, of course they're they're already arguing. I want to say. In the first, uh, in the first book, <laughs> um, when we first meet the co-conspirators, were those two not fighting when, when, when? Uh-huh. Uh, I think yeah. so. Yeah, um, yeah. Rick, uh, Ricky Teabag was making fun of uh, Andros for some reason or another. Yeah. Uh, so and yeah, Lady so Dubs he, there. Yeah, Lady Dubs there. Um, Tamis asks. Um, you know, can can Ricky actually win the election? <laughs> and uh, they're like, you know, it would help if Daniel, his running mate, would make an appearance. Uh, and it would also help if Tamis um endorsed him. Um, and then Tamis goes where we all know Tamis will go, and he says, "Can we just not kill Claremont outright?" <laughs> because because and this is one thing. So we we pretty much know it never is said outright, but inferred by the events of the last chapter and what's said here is Claremont survived the assassination. Assassination mm-hmm. didn't do Jack Jittle. Um but Adamat uh, seeds that uh sows that uh, seed in um Andraus. He's like, I don't think he's dead. Yeah. And based on the events here, you assume that he's not dead. Yeah. Um, 
And so, you know, he says, well, what if we kill Claremont outright? Uh, they said the proprietor already tried that. <laughs> so, um, and um, Andraus says the proprietor already tried that. Yeah. And then Tamas asks, you know, where is, you know, the eunuch? And, you know, they're like, you know, the, the eunuch is dead. And Tamas saying that a replacement won't be necessary because, uh, you know, we're post the election, the council is going to be dissolved based on what we all agreed on when we did all, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, then he also. The election's in a couple days, too. Okay, yeah. That, yeah, I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah, the election's in a couple days. He asks where Prime is, and then Adamat appears uh, saying, you know, that he's, he's fled. He got out of here. Um, Adamat reveals then that Claremont is the is brood himself. Um, he's that boy. That, yeah, he's that boy, and he wasn't in Brood's hideaway either. He was here in Adipet. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't also in Brood. <laughs> in Brood, um, Tamis asked for in Brood. I, I I've seen pieces of it. It's been a long time. I like it. Continue. Continue. <laughs> uh, but T- uh, Tamis, you know, wants some evidence, you know, and Adamat said, well, we probably need to speak alone. And uh, then a, a knock, I almost said a cock, <laughs> a cock comes out the door. <laughs> a cock appears. <laughs> a, a knock comes out the door. Uh, and Olam announced that Claremont is there. Now, when I first read this, I thought it said Charlemagne was there. And I thought like this was gonna be where we, you know, find Hell out. Yeah. But then but then like I wrote Charlemagne in my notes and I went back and I'm like, no, that says Claremont. <laughs> yeah, it was Claremont. <laughs> it was Claremont. So like it's even more crazy. So Claremont is, enters the room, puts everybody on edge. Adamat's trying to hide in any crack that's there. He's he's like me in the situation. He's like, mm-hmm. I need to be out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh you know, he says, you know, if he wins, you know, he'll bring Adro prosperity. But, you know, if he loses, he'll tuck his tail, leave, go back to Rudania and the trading company. You know, he'll and he does it all in the in under the guise of altruism. He's like, I'll go back trying to help the nine in the, uh, you know, in the way I've been trying to help the nine. Yeah. And, it's, you know, it, it kind of all reads as false. Um, At least to me, it does. It, yeah, he, it just seems... uh. He admits that he's brewed too. Adam and or Adamat is like, so you this guy, and he's like, that's me. So, like the he he showed him like the Kanye West gift. I'm a god. <laughs> I'm a god. Uh, um, and it, yeah, continue. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say he he also says that he had nothing to do with Cresmer. He's like, why on earth would I want him here? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are. <laughs> Two for two on other gods, not liking Big Krez. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, this is the only part that I didn't take notes on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I don't have any, you know, like commentary, I guess. I got um, you, boy. I got you. I know what happens. Yeah. Um well uh you know he's he ends up saying, you know, that he'll take Kresimir's body in exchange for the girl. Mm-hmm. And they assume it's capable, but he's like he's like, No, I gotta keep her, I need her. Uh I'm talking about Laura. 
and um uh and and this is another situation where Daniel is continually putting his foot in the mouth of the collective and so yeah. Tamis is Tamis forces him to get out he's like leave the room now you're just you're messing shit up <laughs> get out of here <laughs> yeah like he's just being an asshole and like saying no we're gonna get cable he he's just emotionally unbalanced he cannot he is not in a position to be doing any of this just but, like nothing nothing has taught him to grow up in this whole thing no which sucks but yeah. um but so they don't make the exchange because they're like we can't give up chris and mary like i'm sorry we can't do that um uh adamat tells uh uh well claremont leaves and you know claremont you know bids them good day and says you know we'll see how what happens with the election mm-hmm. um adamat tells tamis that uh, everybody else kind of files out and uh adamat and tamis are left and uh, he tells him that Brood can take the form of two bodies, so there is still someone to keep an eye out for. And then also that he didn't tell the whole truth because he said that two gods have already, you know, there's two gods are already dead. But he says that Adam is alive. He lets yep. Daniel know, or he lets Tamis know that. Um, I kind of glossed over a lot of that, but that, that's kind of the meat of all that is that, um. The yeah, only cool. one up they have on Claremont is that they know that Adam's alive. Yes, yeah, they know Adam's alive. They have possession of Cresmere's body. Um, and and I also assume Cresmere was dead. He was killed in the coup thing until this. Oh, you thought he was dead? Yeah, I was. Always... See, I, I I was thinking he was still kind of stuck in whatever box Capel had put him in. And that does appear to be the case. Yeah. Uh, one thing that, that, that bothers me about all this is that they did not um, Tamis seems very okay with Andreas doing whatever Andreas is doing. And I don't I figure Tamis would be a little bit more upset with Andreas. I don't think he had an opportunity to address it. Think so? Well, but yeah. see but see after Claremont leaves they, it's, it feels like hours pass by and people slowly file out. And then Adam um, starts talking to Tamis. I'm like, why did he not talk about it then? You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, because only Adamat knows that Andreas and the proprietor are the same person. So yeah. You know, but but everybody but, else is to believe that Andreas yeah. didn't plan for uh Claremont to get murdered. Yeah, exactly. Everybody else's opinion is the proprietor's actions are separate from Andreas's. So yeah. um I would have thought Tamis, but I guess Tamis doesn't care. Tamis is like, as long as it's an ad, as long as it's one of the co-conspirators people on this council that's running, he don't care. So um also uh back to where he said we could just kill him outright. And Rickard is like, no, we can't do that. We worked too hard for all this. And he goes, yeah. I suppose you're right. And then he thinks to himself, you know, if there's a part of this that, you know, I have to cede power, I have to see I have to willingly cede it. And yeah. so it goes back growth, to what we talked about last episode. Yeah. Growth point for Tamis. Yeah. We yeah. would be willing to let it happen. Yeah. So um and I and I guess Andreas maybe we didn't see it, but Andreas probably did tell Tamis, you know, that that well yeah. 
Yeah, I, I still think Tamis would have had a some beef with with Andreas Zach. I still think that could, I still think it could play out a little in the in the last chapters. Maybe so. Um, it, I mean, it better. Um, yeah. I just would have I would have thought it would have happened here. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, it, you know, it's getting it's getting wild. Like in you know, I'm liking it, but I'm also fearful. Like there's a lot we there's a lot we don't know, and there's a lot of things that got to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. in seven chapters uh, roughly 100 pages or so so um it's gonna be a whirlwind and i hope that it's well thought out yeah i do too or well I'm, explained i'm sure I'm it's worried. well thought out i think overall i'm gonna enjoy what happens but is it gonna be good <laughs> you know i just is hope we don't i don't i hope we don't get you know teleporting navies and you know, dragons getting conveniently shot with, you know, arrows and stuff like that. And so if you'll indulge me, we have we don't know who Brood is is occupying the other person that Brood is occupying. I think I know though. Who is it? I think he is pretending to be Adam through Charlemagne. Oh. Because the timing of Charlemagne escaping and Claremont getting into town is a little sus. Maybe so. Um, that's my theory. Also, another theory on that is Sulem. Yeah. One theory I just had. Trying to try to figure out if it even makes sense. What if the other part of him is capable that'd be wild yeah like but she's mute so he you know yeah i don't know i don't know i'm trying to think it about doesn't that. make it would it would explain how he knows about capable it would explain how he knows about capable it would it would explain why he wants kresimir's body would it yeah, because he probably because he even says it in that chapter. He says, "I he he says that's why he can't get rid of Capel because he needs to make sure that everything stays intact before they can get rid of Kresmer's body." So, like he proposes it, like he needs Kresmer's body and Capel so that he can get rid of the body. The the, the he feels like he says he's a god. He can get he can dispose of the body in a better way than than uh, um, you know regular people can. Mm-hmm. So now, I bear think, with me here. Yeah, yeah. What if it's Vlora? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if it's Vlora? Then that makes Return to Honor even more stupid. What about what if it's Tamis? No, I don't think so. I don't no. I don't know how you'd explain that. No, but I, I, I actually, I could see it being capable. I can. I mean, he's gonna have to make some. He's gonna have to do some work. I don't think it's capable, but it's believable. It's got to be somebody we already know. I would think so, yeah. So, I mean, it could be Sulem. Um, that makes some sense. Um, I think it's Denny. I think it's Denny Hamlin. <laughs> Denny Hamlin. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so we got we got we got that hanging out. We don't know who the other person brood is. Um, we don't know you know what will happen with the Kez and the Dell of kind of negotiating down there uh we don't know what's going to happen with the election 
Uh, we we don't know what's going to happen with Laura and Capel. Uh, we don't know what a- what Adam has to do with it. We don't know what was going to happen with Krezimir. How we is don't know all what's going to happen with Bo and Nyla. Yeah, how is how is all that expected to wrap up in seven chapters? I mean, Tamis did go from Budvale to Adapest and five pages. Well, I, I haven't looked at the map recently. I don't know how I don't know how what the distance is there, but yeah, I mean it was taking like days to do it. I I guess it makes sense. Uh, I didn't but, think about it. Yeah, so it's interesting. I'm 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 excited um and uh you know ready to kind of put a nail on this one and I guess say goodbye to this world for for a time. I really <laughs> like it though. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a really, really smart world. Um, I think the magic's cool. Powder yeah. magic is cool. I like it. Yeah, and and I don't want to knock Brian McClellan, but you know, I think, um, and I don't know how much better his writing, you know, because people get better as they go. Um, but and I, and it's not to say his writing's bad. I think his prose is fine. Um, but. You know, again, I think some of his execution might be clunky from time to time, and um, so I am interested. You know, one day when we venture into the next series that's tied into this world, you know, will it? You know, will that be noticeable? But um, will it blend? Will it blend? But uh, with that, we will call it a night, call it a day, and we will. Um. See you next week as we cover, uh, what is it, chapters 47 through the epilogue. Heck yeah. See y'all next time, baby.